0: Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Journey from Dude to Dad. I'm Kyle Mickel, and my dad is the host. His name is Mike and he is far from being a dude. He's been a dad for 21 years. He has me to thank for that. He's
1: joined by his friend Kevin Walker, who is also pretty far removed from dude-ness.
0: After all, he's so old he went to college with my mom. Anyway, they definitely know about dad stuff and they will have plenty of dudes joining them. So let's get started. Welcome back to a special episode of the Journey from Dude to Dad podcast. Mike and I are actually in the same room. We're what, officially about three feet apart? So, with social, d- I brought enough mic cord that we could, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, they're all special, right? Yeah, they're all special. Yeah, we're, that's true. It, uh, uh, well, let's say a unique episode because we're in. I mean, ten years from now, when we listen to this episode back, are we going to remember this as like the craziest time of our life, or will it be like, huh? At the time, it seemed like a really big deal, and it was. It was, but it wasn't. I, what, do, what do you think about that?
1: I think,
0: I think that hmm.
1: You know, yeah. Much,
0: so. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It, we see that every day, although it's we're sheltering in place. We're, we're, I mean, you and I are in a different, a little bit different situation because we're both working media. And so you are working much more outside the home than I am. But at the same time, I know people that haven't been to work in a month now. I am going crazy working from home and only going to the radio station or my business like once every two weeks. I don't know how you're doing it. You're pretty much going in daily, aren't you?
1: So, mm. every day well,
0: yeah, that's right. She texted me last week. We were talking about something and she's like, I don't know. I'm at work again. I've been here like eight hours already. You guys both work in essential businesses where she's a nurse and you work in media. I, I'm the same way. It's kind of like, well, you're going to work one way or the other. Luckily for me doing radio, I can do all of it from my house. I have a studio that I can... You know, and technology allows me to broadcast back to the radio station, blah, blah, blah. It's but I'm also and I love my kids and I love my house and I love my wife. But I'm also like, wow, this is I mean, it's just like, can I go to work today? Can I get out of the house? I'm like loving to go to high V just to get out of the house.
1: Start to close in on me, and the I mean, mm-hmm. same thing. I'm so glad if this has to be happening. I am. I wouldn't tell Kyle that I wanted him to move back from Florida, but when he decided that since they can work from home, and that could be an Iowa, that could be a small apartment in Florida, he decided he'd to really come back to the family. I was thrilled with that. Um, I hate that Kate is missing out on a big chunk of her sophomore year in college, but if she has to, I'm by her side. The Same thing with Matt. Uh, At least Matt was fortunate enough to get through basketball uh, before all this happened. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, for those that have three sports, my heart just great for them. For the high school seniors, Matt's a junior. So I'm glad to have all of them here, but man, you keep me in the house for a day. And then I the walls are closing in on me, and I've got to get on. Like, I worry about my team at WHBF and WLGB, and I want to make sure that, you know, we're. We have to go out and, and, and get the stories. But, you know, whenever we can do Zoom interviews, we're doing Zoom interviews, and you know, we have to put my poll. so we ask people outside the building whenever um, we're going to go see them, and you know, we keep a safe distance. But, you know, but still, I don't think, side of the fact that some of my reporting staff is twenty two, twenty three. 23, this is their first time, other than college, away from home, Yeah, it's their first job, and we're all trying to figure this
0: out. So imagine being a bad age. Trying to figure well, that. and how do you, as someone who's in theory, would someone would say, well, Mike's been around. He's seen it all, done it all because you've, been a, you've done this forever. This is so unique. How do you find with your reporting staff that's younger, you, not only are you leading them in the news department, it, do you kind of feel like now you're more of a father figure than you? And you already kind of felt that way because a lot of them lean on you for guidance anyway. Probably now it's even more important than before.
1: That means a lot to me. But, yeah, I mean, we were in Florida on spring break when everything really started to break. And um, getting on that plane with four of us and saying goodbye to Kyle, because at that point he didn't know what he was going to be doing down there, was difficult, you know. He took took four more than 300 rounds. He a grown man. He's responsible uh, I knew that he could prepare himself, but the dad in me, that was a difficult moment for me to fly away and leave him there. And so I'm thinking about not only these young adults that are out there doing their best to not just bring you the numbers, but, you know, they're also going out and telling stories of coaching and spotlighting people in our community that makes me love their communities even more that are doing great things to help others. So I wonder what's going through their parents' minds. And I wonder on a daily basis what's going through these young girls' minds. And so I, yeah, this is unlike anything, because we don't really know when it's
0: going to end, how it's going to end, um, and what the long-lasting effects are. Do. I would think, or when I try to put myself in that spot, I think immediately you think of like 9-11. Mm-hmm. But we weren't in New York at the time. Or right. Oklahoma City, which just happened, right. you know, 25 years ago in the last couple of days. It, uh... Are some of your reporters, even though you're worried about them, are I would imagine that some of them, with the maybe it's the drive of some of them personality wise, are just like, this is as tragic as it is, this is so cool from a journalism perspective. This is a chance for me to do some great work. I would say, the job, mm-hmm. um, I don't want uh, a bunch of reporters sitting around their saying, You know, many of you don't
1: want that anyway, but certainly now in this day of social distancing and stuff, I don't want them to come in and wait. So we have told them look we want you to have you to already better enter all the people involved and they have a the time to come out and they're going out in there. And we said, you know, this too to have. So anybody can give you the numbers. Let's show what the quantities is all about. Let's get out there and let's do stories on people who are making a difference in the lives of others. And I'm really proud of them because I feel like you know, they're looking at wow, I'm like you know, you know, yeah, some of them probably are, but I also think that they are really enjoying, or enjoy something like this. Meeting these people who are caring for others, mm-hmm. so they're doing, they're Good talk about
0: one How hard is it to come by those stories right now? Because there's so many statistics and another death here and we have this nursing home outbreak. Is it? Are you finding it easier to find stories as this as this saga continues? You know, our
1: digital numbers have gone by, I think it's I know, I'm going to get control, 200%. Uh, this happened, more people are home. And, and as more people are looking at our stuff online, mm-hmm. then going to be a uh, car parade uh, to, to which gets elderly better a happy birthday to get a birthday party. Mm-hmm. So we're, um, we're having people come to us and so share their stories and wanting us to come to their
0: neighborhood to so it. So that, that's a lot. Well, and it's it's personal. It's societal. It's this one of those rare situations where when we say we're all in it together, we really are. Whether you know somebody, I had a conversation with my neighbor across the street a couple days ago I probably haven't talked to him in five months other than, hey, we wave each other all the time, but we actually like walked to the edge, like the middle of the street. So we were still 10 feet apart and had like a 10 minute conversation just about like, you know, when's this going to end and how's your family doing? And, you know, are you still working and how's your coworkers? And it was those conversations now to me, I'm having more of them as I run into people when I am. When I do have to go to Hy-Vee to buy toilet paper, or when I just decide I might want to buy a six pack of beer because I really can only watch so much Netflix. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, is the Chinese buffet open? I'd like to get some lunch too. It just, but having some of those kind of conversations now, I'm beginning to like. At the end of my day, well, what what good happened today? What happened today that I... And those conversations, when I have them, I'm like, wow, it was nice to connect with a human being that isn't my daughter or my wife because I'm getting a lot of time with my daughter and my wife and a lot of FaceTime, Zoom with grandma and grandpa and mom and people that you can't go see. I mean, like my dad is 75 and him and my stepmom, man, they are hunkered down in Dubuque. We couldn't couldn't go see them if I wanted to because they are just... They're afraid both ways. Not only that they might give it to us, but we might have something. And I'm like, all right. So we're spending. I mean, my six year old has learned a lot about Zoom and Skype and FaceTime, and she's just. I mean, it's a little scary now because I'm like, what? Am, I'll wake up one morning, she'll probably be FaceTiming somebody on my phone, and I won't even know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Four ninety nine a minute.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah. We'll take a quick break talk more about how impacting our family
0: you the the latest episode of qc family focus magazine is online it's an all digital version this month find us on facebook at qc family focus or online at qcfamilyfocus.com to grab the latest issue of qc family focus magazine and now back to our episode Welcome back to the journey from dude to dad. It's Kevin Walker and Mike Mickle. We're talking coronavirus. We're talking work from home. Although you're really not working from home, you're working from work for the most part.
1: I'm working from work
0: and working a lot. You are. How do you do? I mean, how do you do 26 days in a row and not drop? Um, it was close. You know,
1: uh, I figured out something. We're talking and disappointed at the same time. I'm old. <laughs> it's really starting to get me. It's pretty good you know what Task, uh, something making sure that we're kind of safe, and you know, giving viewers the information they need. We still have pieces of it. Not a lot happening with communications, other than there's nothing going terribly bad right now, because you know we're not we're not certainly not shooting new stuff for documentaries. We have do a stuff in the can, but we have not even more than working on that. You know, I love the documentaries that we do, I and mean, I think that they have. Um, a purpose is they're all about danger-facing kids, but I do feel like now is not the time to get a documentary on another danger-facing kid yeah. right now. So you've got to put those things on hold, and um, getting back to the fun stuff, like being a parent, and, you
0: know like- All right, so you're, you're a news director, and not to get into any kind of politicalness at all, but I still watch the nightly news and the local news because I really want to know what's going on. I'm not one of those people. And you hear so many of them are people on Facebook who talk about, uh, it's all bad news. It's all doom and gloom. And I don't need to... How... I mean, the news is primarily bad right now. What else... I mean, and and you are bringing some stories of hope and and positive stories. And I hope down the road, those stories become much more prevalent. But in reality... I, I don't get people that are like, "Oh, the news is so negative, and it's just all it's it's it really isn't that bad." Or I'm not talking about conspiracy theorists who don't think the coronavirus is real. It's I mean the facts are the facts, though. How do you how do you report those things, or how do you stay positive when in reality most of what you're reporting is not good news? You know, I think we are
1: among the first, if not the first, in the area to say last week we're no longer leading the numbers. Mm-hmm. To about. and then we would move on to something else so let's, start something let's start with somebody who's trying to help somebody else and
0: then
1: we'll say now that's something you want to know it's effectively so when we move on to more stories of how people are making masks and people are delivering food and there's a local restaurant that found out that another restaurant had been broken into and the one restaurant's offering pay to have a damage prepared to what off that got broken into. And you know, it's things like that, And you know, um, in this day and age and in this unprecedented time, we can't ignore it. We can't act like it's not happening because Mm -hmm. it's impacting every one of us. But we can also not dwell on just the numbers and the negatives, especially when you can't put that into complete perspective. Yeah, it's sort of scary, but we were trying to reach out to get numbers on the flu versus COVID. And you we, we have to talk with the flu. We couldn't You can't really
0: make a comparison because it's not you don't have the accurate information. Um, it, there's lots of things that have happened in our lifetimes. There's always tragedies and whether it's nine eleven or whatever it happens to be, this seems to be the only thing I can think of that literally is affecting every American at some level. I mean, there. I mean, usually those things happen, and they affect a lot of people. But this affects everybody, and that's. I mean, what are three hundred and twenty-five million, or however many millions of people in this country, to know that it is affecting literally everybody on some level? It's really kind of mind-boggling. It is, um, and
1: I think we were taking to the core of my life. Uh, certainly, many of us are taking to the core of the Mm. Mm-hmm. That was, it was horrific, it was heartbreaking, and we did see people again come together uh, in support of our military and in support of those who have lost loved ones. Um, things like this can bring up a very bad people, and I'm seeing that again now. Mm-hmm. Yes, there have still been some drive-by shootings. I want to believe there have been as many. There have been some cars, I don't know if, car, so if there were, you know, last summer. Um, There have been, you know, there's still people in social media to, you know, batch other other families, Um, but they're the minority now, and the majority of people out there, I believe, are really trying to come together and uh, and support each other and say, we can do this. We are in this together. Let's stick together and this future will
0: happen. Yeah, and and it will. It's a matter of how long, and I think you and I are both small business owners on top of working for... Giant media entities, we both own our own businesses. And I'm sure, I mean, I, I, this is probably no revelation. You know, I, I'm pretty scared because my business is primarily weddings and things like that, and corporate events and high school events. Obviously, all the proms for May are canceled, the weddings are canceling. Um, will that come back? Of course it will. But when it comes back, am I going to be uh, not buying a new car? because my seven-year-old car finally is, you know, met its match and it's got 160,000 miles on it? Or is it a situation where am I worried about my daughter's college tuition? It's funny how I do believe we'll get through it. And I believe on the other end, it'll be, and it may take time. But when I sit down and look at numbers, I think, wow, this is, I mean, zero dollars coming in from a small business is zero dollars coming in, no matter how short term that is. And it's, I know people who are in way worse situation than I am because luckily my business had a really good first quarter. So I'm kind of sitting in the position that I can probably write it out. And then there's all these government programs and at some point there'll be more money probably and we'll all get a little share of that. But as a business owner, what I guess, or maybe as a business owner, what scares you more? The, the, the long-term economic fallout of this or the potential that you could get sick as a business owner because you don't know who because we don't know who has the virus, that doesn't really worry me anymore. I'm more worried about my bottom line. Yeah, I, I think I am too. certainly uh, I, I don't want to become bad, but I think there's a much more it's a very likely burden.
1: And maybe it's because I'm not focusing on uh, whether or not I could be the next part of the program um, But I am looking at my interest. for this magazine, he was just a few more fools for, now, for like, 17 years we've been producing this magazine. And it still means a lot of us. And, you know, but when businesses aren't open, it's just yeah. going to you know, have continue on with the advertisements that we've had in the past years. And so we don't want to be that, too. But we're not going to walk away because I honestly believe at this time, probably more than ever before, um, people need to hear stories about family. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to read something that's all about what's most important to them, their kids, and, you know, and, and how we all care them, and, and, and how we raise responsibility for them. And you know, so we're going to continue on with what we're doing. You know, we've got, we've just had two documentaries in the past year. We're taking a new break and right We're talking to 30 more, I want to do more, and journey from do the dad video. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, of so those, all of those, really, kind of have... A bit of information that can say, okay, the so you know, Of course that she does. That means dumb or dumb yeah. way anyway, it's <laughs> you know, but,
0: uh,
1: but, you know, right now we're, kind of, we're
0: Yeah. So let's let's turn turn it on a dime then. Tell me how this situation with uh, between business and your different work environment, how has this affected your family life? How is now, is, is the new reality of COVID-19 and the world we live in and the world that is going to take forever to get back to quote unquote normal, how, how is your family being affected?
1: Love my wife very much, and unbelievably proud of her because she's on the front lines, seeing mm-hmm. her every day, seeing patients, and she doesn't know if the person that she is seeing uh, is going to test positive for COVID or not. She certainly can't tell me, uh, even if it is, you know, a positive diagnosis because of different But so I just have to have the faith that she's going to run through this line, and that the gear that they have given her to wear is unbelievable as well. Uh, it looks like something from the space station. But, you know, and I just kind of keep going in. I think I am so concentrating on what we need to do that day and what information coming in that if it's impacting us in any way, I'm going kind of to concentrate on tired. Well, yeah. Evening, I'm just
0: well, because you're working every day and you're not probably working a seven or eight hour day. You're you're doing, you're doing your job. You're being a counselor to your reporters who are sometimes first, second jobs. I think maybe the difference between you and I is that I'm working more from home now. You and your wife are both working primarily out of the house, so you're not ready to kill each other after a month because you're not, you're not around each other 24 hours a day. My wife's a school teacher. She has been home, and she took the news when Governor Reynolds this week said, "Hey, no more school." She was like, "I knew this was coming, but now that it's here, I'm like, uh, I'm like, you're on vacation. What are you talking about? You're on a you're on summer vacation already." She doesn't see it that way. Um, but like in our house, because we are on top of each other in our sixteen hundred square foot home, nonstop, I am like. The guy that's like, I don't care if it's 40 degrees. out. I'm going to go out and take a run or I am going to go to Target or I'm I mean, I'm going to go to Walmart just so I can see if there's some trash bags there that we need because I just want to get out of the house because I can't like go to the bar and have a bar. You know, we can't go get a beer at Caddy's. And there really the thing now, though, there's I mean, if you're not going to get gasoline or food, there really isn't anywhere else to go. You know it, and and I think to myself, geez, I mean, gas is down to you know a buck and a quarter or whatever. I'm like, but where's there? to, and There's nowhere to drive. I'm not. I mean, in the and the minute that it, there is somewhere to go again six months from now, it'll be three dollars a gallon again. It'll you know it'll go right back up. But yes, exactly. It is. I don't remember, and again because I don't think about it. But even like at a buck twenty five, that probably goes back to when you and I were in like high school. I mean. $2 a gallon is a decent well well no that's true i am slightly younger than you but really not as my 6 year old would say dad you're 51 you're you're almost as old as grandpa no actually i'm not that's not even not even true she when she turned 6 last week so that's the other thing it has been a weird time for us because not only are we working from home and on top of each other uh we had my daughter's sixth birthday, which there was no party. There was no big shindig. It was a very low-key event. The week before that, my father-in-law, who had been battling cancer, passed away. And talk about, thank you. And it's it, it, it talk about, a, even though you know it's coming at some point, this kind of situation where you can't really have a funeral and you can't, it, it's a really weird time for someone to pass away. And that's been almost as tough as knowing when it happened. It's just been a really weird time. Part of me thinks about it sometime and I think maybe later down the road when this is better, we might be thankful that all of this happened around the same time. So it wasn't a situation where we got through all of the coronavirus stuff and then a month and a half later, your dad passed away. You know, as horrible as it is now, maybe later, well, because we're, I mean, quite frankly, I'm, I'm glad That he is no longer in pain. I'm glad that he. I mean, am I grieving? Do I miss him? Absolutely. Do I feel terrible for my wife and my family? Absolutely. Uh, Pancreatic cancer is brutal, and he was. It was not comfortable for him. So in that respect, I'm. I'm glad that he's at peace and that he's in heaven and all that. And but it doesn't make it any easier that at a time when you're already cooped up and you're already like, can't. I think it's a control thing in in you when you're when you can't control the world around you and then something tragic happens and you lose a loved one and then you have to also explain to your daughter why she can't have friends over for her birthday I'm just kind of like you know what at some point it's not gonna get any worse so I'm just gonna and now I'm just kind of yep is it what day is it is it Saturday I don't even know what you know I mean it's like you don't even know what day it is so for me some of it has gotten to the point now where I'm like all right I just they just keep the punches just keep coming if I can just keep my head above water I'll be fine because Otherwise, you could easily get upset, depressed, angry, and I'm like, you know what, let's just, <sighs> although I have gone through multiple of my favorite TV shows, watched entire seasons, I'm kind of Netflixed and uh, Hulu'd and, you know, Amazon primed out. I'm amazed at how much stuff I've consumed simply to just keep me from having to think about the situation I'm in, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah I- <laughs> I have I have not watched it yet, and everyone that has seen it says, "Oh, you have to watch it." Is it is it really is, is it? Well, that's what I'm afraid of. you can't stop. You can't turn away. so i yeah, I I did I watched all of it. And because he was
1: from Oklahoma, and everybody knows from Oklahoma, now
0: there's you know yeah, it's coming. Like we're all white. Sure, you have different hair though. Your, hair's, your hair doesn't look quite like his.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. That's <laughs> not the only difference. Um, but, yeah, so I did that. Uh, now I'm um, two episodes into Ozark. And I uh, figured you know, that that's going to be another new version for me. That one's pretty good. Um, but, you know, there's been some things like that, too, where I asked the other say, hey, what are you doing? And uh, she said, I'm just up here studying because, you know, homework still Mm-hmm even if she's not in mama, she's here. Um, But, I on and changing and I do that. So i with me, That's cool. Yeah, it, you know, if mama, that would have been happening. to from there. Yep. Yeah.
0: So Caitlin is back. Loyola, like every college, shut down and said, you you need to be out by Tuesday or whatever it was. And so she's been shuffling back and forth between our house and her mom's house. And so so last week, I got a check from Loyola, a refund, because we had paid and then borrowed some money. And in typical college fashion, she's like, you got a refund. you going to put that in my account? No, that's that actually is going right back to the government. because. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's, well, the account in my name, I'm like, yes, it is. You're correct. You're the student. But uh, the last time I checked, every single payment came out of my checking account or your mom's checking account. I said, unfortunately, this is probably money that I'm actually paying back to the government anyway, because it might not be any of the cash I paid this year. I said, if worst case scenario, it will be the down payment for next semester. I'm like... Uh, really, did you just ask me for a three thousand dollar check that I got i 'm like no yeah really i I will take you and get you a burger but i 'm like uh and then I also find maybe you you see this too because you 've had one through college and one in college, even when she 's around I mean I love her to death and we are we 've had some really quality time and actually some decent discussions about how this has affected her and what it 's like to be a freshman in college and um but She I mean, like I do, too. I mean, I spend a lot of my time on my phone, but she can be in the same room with us and be completely a world away. I mean, it's just amazing how we still have some quality time together, but my actual like in-depth conversations or the things that we used to do when she was 12 or 13 or 14 or even some of the conversations we had when she was in high school just don't happen right now it's about where are we going to go get carry out and she's playing with her sister so we will sometimes talk about what happened when she was little but my like and even before all of this happened during her freshman year of college a lot of very short conversations is that normal from a, to have that because her and I have not had a, a whole lot of like in depth serious a lot of superficial conversations but a lot of time together very much like let's watch this TV show but not, have, not actually
1: talk to each other oh yeah Because they're picking up their phone. Oh, yeah. And because, you know, they're still quantitating. Well, they've got to take it. That's with they too. And oh, so yeah. talking to all those classmates that they left behind in college. The they're mm-hmm. behind in school. And so I think that's part of it, too. And I think that, you know, you talk about a lot of our work. But I think from a dad perspective, um, we going to thank patient for all the if they are they, here. But, you know, I, I look at Kyle And Kyle do we work at child. Mm-hmm to and
0: Yeah, but that's not the same. You're right. That's not the same. Yeah. so now back here and will actually happen. Mm hmm. Is
1: what yeah, be a and then, Yeah, But leave that and Yeah back here and then the same thing with Matt and like I said it means Matt got a steady fast at all but you know he wants to be in the gym getting ready for
0: football Sure. Kind of so it's, it's difficult to watch their life alter more it them. probably makes the time the extra time you're getting with them bittersweet because it's like with Caitlin I love hanging out with her and she loves to see us and hang out with her sister and we play, we're playing a lot of board games, things that I don't normally like to do. We're playing Uno, or we're doing this, or, and it's fun, and I love spending that extra time with them, but I do totally understand where you're coming from because it's very obvious when we have when we do have somewhat of an in-depth discussion, she really misses being on campus. being at. She loves Loyola. She loves Chicago, and she is treasuring the time because she's cognizant enough that this is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of event. I'm going to make the most of it with dad and mom and stepmom and sister, but... If I really had my way, I'd be in my dorm room right now studying for a final or whatever. So I mean, I think you're right. Even with Kyle, you, I'm sure you're super glad that he's home. But in reality, you had probably got to the point where you were you were ready for him to move on and, and start his professional life. And you were gonna well, he's our son, and he's out of college, and he's gonna be in Florida. It's the way it is. Now he's home, but you're right. It's bittersweet because he doesn't. He's not doing what he wants to be doing through no fault of his own.
1: And so, watching how going to college, even an hour away, was difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, well, eight weeks to go off to college an hour away was difficult. Um, watching Kyle go to Arizona, even for free, that's like that. From, 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 to three months, something like I've been going to Florida for three months and very else. Um, but I'm so proud of him. And then going to Florida, we kind of felt like it was a divine intervention because Tampa is one of our favorite places yep. uh, in the U.S. They love going there anyway. But still, you know, all of a sudden now, my like son's sort of a thousand miles away. How, how did it happen? How did it not happen? That's that simple. Um, thrilled and very proud of it. And, um, again, I wish you could say, because he's been living in good Yeah. Day. But since the dream has somewhat been put on hold, I'm very glad he decided that he wanted to come back here. He wanted to try to push his hand, and it's great to see him walk down the stairs every day under these circumstances.
0: Yeah. Knowing that it is temporary and that at some point, and, and, you know, the weird thing for me, and now schools are pretty much canceled on both sides of the river and colleges are out and we're talking about opening up the country and, and, and that's, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I want to get back to work and and have a normal society. But I also fear that if, if like things like get back to normal or we open things up and then suddenly there's a huge, another wave of it, what I don't want to have happen. I'd rather suffer a little bit more now and be in my home another four weeks then something dramatic happens in July and my kid can't go back to college in August. That's my
1: fear as well. I'd like to see if we do it and there are people way smarter than me that are making decisions. Even incrementally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. experiment on, you know, like, you know But at this point, it's still too much unknown. And to your point, life has already been Yeah. So let us continue to what we need to. And then once we reopen, let's make sure to go ready for and I can imagine to We're next year two, a senior, uh, also, Whittier, come on, and, and Evan, right? Yep, of, you know, and I keep about Hale and and, Evan and all the other that not True. With and yeah. Favorite teachers. hmm like
0: you know, definitely on year. Yeah, proms and uh, graduations and grad parties and summer jobs. And it is, I don't, you're right, I don't think anyone knows where this is going to end. And um, I think this story will unfold for a long time. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to solve itself in July. Um, And I'm also to the point now where... uh, I got to find a new place to get takeout food. I mean, I'm, I'm eating the same four places all the time. So it's like, even from a sense of like, now the norm for us is like, are we going to grill or are we going to order something? And I'm like, you know, I saw a meme on Facebook, something about, um, like dollars spent on gas, you know, $8 a week, Dollars spent on this zero, zero. And then at the bottom it said dollars spent on food, $2,000 a month. You know, it's like, uh, it, it's cause that's all we're doing is eating and which is, you know, and I love good food, but. And I want to support local businesses for <laughs> sure. cooking here and I can
1: here, but anything I
0: it's the right, exactly. And there, that's the thing, there's so many options to eat, but it <laughs> is Well, isn't that the weird thing? Like when I go to Dubuque to get Caitlin from her mom's, I mean, it is like eerily quiet on Highway 61. It is. That's the thing for me that is so weird. There are so few people out. And even when you're at Hy-Vee and I finally broke down this week and I I got a couple masks. And so if I go to Hy-Vee, I put the mask on and it's like I might as well play my part. But it's just like it is even that is I feel like I want to get in and get out. Like, I want to go there, and I want to be a waif and, like, do something, but at the same time, I'm like, I should stop touching everything in this place, and I should just get my stuff and go.
1: So, to that point, um, will carry it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take something to his and just congratulate him and tell him I was pregnant. I got one more year. And I was at the grad school and walked in and you know, he's grown up around us and um, I'm so proud of him. But I was on my way to Target to get a card. And I stopped and I thought, every time I'm trying to pick up a someone, I pick up one, I read yep. it, I put it down. I pick up another <laughs> one, I read it, I put
0: it down. I how many people are picking up those
1: cards? Mm-hmm. And so I took him something that, there was a with at Nice Lane White, and yep. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's just, but I, as I was there, there were maybe two stalls open at Sonic, and there was a, a line wrapped around it, and it was the same thing as the new Mary Queen there, and then there was also, gosh, again, I can't kind of articulate always busy, but then Wendy's can't run around the park. There were people out, it, it's like they needed the sun to shine, and yep. all of a sudden everybody would say they were going to get out, and, and yeah. they would get a the fresh air.
0: Well, it, it's just like you're craving – I think part of it too is as much as I like like me time or alone time or like watching TV by myself in my you know, basement because my wife's watching Real Housewives upstairs, it has gotten to the point – and maybe you don't see this as much because you're still around people every day. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm craving human interaction with other people that are not my family because you're so used to having that that – Now I'm like, that's odd. So when my neighbor like waves at me and we have a conversation across the street, it was like the highlight of my day yesterday. I'm like, that's six months ago. I would have been like, dude, what is wrong with you? That's the highlight of your day. Now I'm like, I'm like, got to go. I'm like today. I'm like, wow, someone else is actually like, let's have some human interaction where, you know, what time is going so fast right now. A month ago, I was like all hot and bothered. The NCAA basketball tournament was canceled. Within three days my trip to Disney was canceled for spring break. Within a week of that, I'm like, Oh, this this stuff's getting real now. Isn't it weird how even like what we were concerned about a month ago or five weeks ago is like so completely irrelevant now? Oh, I agree. And I think that I'm more aware of what other people are doing. You know? Yeah.
1: That he helped me not with my groceries, so but out there, and, and all, I just said, well, thank you know, just people doing it, thank you for being here and doing it. I would have thanked you anyway. Yeah. But now I know that's all the people that are in, you know, behind the cash registers and the ones bringing the groceries out, and you know, just what they're doing. And
0: yeah. The that they're out there. Well, and that's the weird thing. A month ago, my wife and I had this conversation. I'm like, you know what? The chances of us getting this virus are so minute and we're both in good health that if we did get it, the chances of being super sick are so small. And whether it's all of the news coverage or the reality of it now, I'm like, okay. I mean, it's been this way for a couple weeks now. I'm like, sure, I'm just not going to risk it now. I am going to stay home as much as possible. I am going to. Uh, only go to Hy-Vee when I have to. I'm not gonna go to Walmart just to walk around. I'm not gonna be able to go and have a beer. It's crazy how, but I think that realization setting in across the country is what is flattening the curve, so to speak, and what we need to be doing. But it it is. It went from like you know what? I know it's a big deal, but we're gonna be okay. And I should have—I should have realized that when Disney closed. I'm like, we're not going to Disney. This is really a big deal. And I'm like, that's when I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in my house for the next six weeks. Uh, well, we're four weeks into it, and I'm still here.
1: Yep.
0: I'm ready to, for it to be done, but we're still here, and we will survive it. It's
1: a happy medium. You're right. I mean, I think going to the store just to go to the tour—we couldn't do really- it. And I've done that before. So no. I've gone before I knew a blizzard was coming. I've gone before uh-huh. to get out. Uh-huh. But sometimes when we were in the middle of the blizzard, I would still go to the tour because I, again, as we talked about earlier, I don't like to just be confined in the house. Sure, yeah. Uh, but so I think that we need to take some precautions, but I also don't think we can let those numbers in the whole world. Because when you look at the general population numbers versus how many people...
0: You're right it's it's so small but the scary part about it i guess is the the what if you don't know because you don't know who's sick and who's not that's where it it, you're right the numbers are so small but the the consequences of it if you get it or the potential i think is what the scary part for me is but yeah I, i it is it is if you're careful and you you stay a safe distance away i mean your odds are pretty good it's just uh it's all the other stuff it's like how it is we stay healthy, but then how does it affect every other part of our life? Great. I'm going to live through it, but now my whole world is altered. All of my family and friends' world is altered. My business is altered. My friends' businesses are altered. It, I think that story is going to take years to unfold. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely absolutely I treasure as much as I treasure watching PBS at seven in the morning with my six-year-old I treasure it a little bit more now When she wants to go run around in the backyard and throw mud at each other or kick a ball around, that to me, that time with my family has – and you and I love being dads. I would say we're both good dads. We spend a lot of time caring for and being around our family. There is something a little bit extra special about it right now, and I'm enjoying that part.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep.
0: Absolutely. So share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. And uh, if you know someone that would want to be a guest on the podcast, you can email Mike or me, just our first name, at QCFamilyFocus.com. We'd like to talk to dads. Maybe we've had some younger dads on recently. We've had other you know, dads that have done it for a while. We'd, if you want to talk about your situation or how it affects you, feel free to get in touch or send us a message on Facebook.
1: And there you have it, another installment of The Journey from Dude to Dad. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out The Journey from Dude to Dad on Facebook or Journey to Dad on Instagram. And last but not least, check out our video blog at journeytodad.com.